everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Friends from Work. As always, I'm Kyle, and he's Robbie, and we're excited to be here. In the first episode of this podcast, we talked about how we also wanted to cover some of the news topics that come across our desk. And so we felt like this was actually an appropriate time to catch you up on some Marvel MCU news as we go forward. So Robbie, I'm going to give you the platform and take it away. All right. Yeah. So we've got a, a few big updates that we'll touch on this week. And then sort of as the situations develop, we'll keep you all posted. The first thing is is arguably the biggest news story within Marvel and maybe within Hollywood over the past few weeks. And that is the big split uh, between Marvel and Sony over the Spider-Man character. No! I know, I know. Kyle and I were just talking about this because this is something that that as a Infinity Saga fan is really sad because I, I think that they've really made us fall in love with Tom Holland's Spider-Man within this universe, and I would really hate to see him leave. Now, it's interesting because for those of you who don't know, Tom Holland's Spider-Man, if he is removed from the MCU moving forward, is not done being in movies. He will continue to be in Sony films that are ostensibly carrying forward the thread that began in Homecoming and Far From Home, but without any kind of Marvel elements, which is not ideal, not great. Uh, So right now there's also a big battle between Marvel and Sony over if this divorce is finalized, who would keep John Watts as a director I would hate for Marvel to lose him because, as you'll see when we get to those episodes, the Spider-Man films have been some of my favorites, and I really like him as a creative force. Now, I'll pause you here and say that both Robbie and I are holding out hope, correct? We are. I am are. holding out hope that this is still going to get worked out. It seems to me that there's no way they can both do this. That They can't. They I need know. each other. I, well, they need each other. Especially, I mean, Far From Home – Spoilers it is so spoiler alert. It, it's it's so linked to Tony. I mean, it's so it, the entire movie is tied. You cannot set up that Spider Man's going to take over the MCU just to lose him. Right. I mean, I guess really, out, I guess really Homecoming too. I mean, both of those movies are so Tony Stark centric. Uh, yeah. The other thing is, I know Sony has had some successful movies as of late by themselves with Into the Spider Verse and all this stuff. But right. But here's the thing. Just, it's going to be better for them, too, to be tied to this Marvel Disney train. Oh, absolutely. Well, and even... Now, I know there's there's a lot of nitty-gritty with this, right? That they're trying to figure out percentages and who owns right. what. And, right. And so what's interesting is there was a report out um, early, I guess last week, that Apple is considering buying yes, I heard Sony. Yes, So this is interesting because way back in the day, for those who don't know, Marvel was selling off all of its film and TV rights like crazy in the 90s because they were on the verge of bankruptcy. There are actually some really interesting stories because Marvel offered, at one point, I think, the the bulk of the Avengers roster. They offered like all of these characters, and a bunch of studios just turned them down because they saw them as basically being without any value. (laughs) Which is amazing. It's amazing. So the only the the significant ones they sold off were Spider Man, X Men, Fantastic Four, Ghost Rider, and Daredevil. I think. Um, so what's interesting is whenever Marvel sold Sony the rights to Spider Man, part of the the contract there stipulated that if Sony 
ever went through any sort of, of merger or was acquired by another company, that the rights to Spider-Man would automatically revert to Marvel. Which means that if Apple does indeed buy Sony at some point in the near future, all of this would no longer be a concern because Marvel Studios would automatically own the rights to Spider-Man, which would be great <laughs> for yeah, us. No doubt. No doubt. So so what do you think the chances of that happening are? I mean, it, Give me your expert opinion. From what I've seen, and I've been trying to stay sort of on top of this, it seems like it, it's it's plausible. I mean, I think Apple really is trying to get into the streaming game more so. And I think that a lot of the experts in this world have said that that would take them acquiring a pretty big studio. And I think Sony is is kind of ripe for that and that they're somewhat successful right now, but I, I don't know how much of a road forward there is. I, I'm hopeful that this could be the solution we want. I think at the least, if this is on the table, what's interesting is that Sony would would then not really profit at all from the Spider-Man thing because it would just automatically revert. So there's a part of me that thinks that if this happens, they would at least have pressure to sell Spider-Man back to Marvel while they can still stand to make something from it. So we'll see. I feel good about it. I have to or I'll go crazy. (laughs) (laughs) They better figure it out or I'm going to revolt. (laughs) Um, Okay, something else. What else? Um, this week it came out that Tony Stark is rumored to make an appearance in the upcoming Marvel film Black Widow. Okay. How you feel about now, that? Hold Kyle? on. Well, hold on. This is tough for me. You know there's not a bigger Tony Stark fan in the world than I know. Kyle Sconowell. I know. I know. But we'll get into this more next week, Robbie. Right. I I'm unsure how I feel about having him back in the MCU already this quickly. Like make me have to sit with the loss of Tony Stark for a long time, please. Right. So in in all fairness, this movie comes out in in May. So we will have a year in, in real people time. But in terms of MCU time, this film is set supposedly from what we know, all in the post civil war era. Right, but another thing, Robbie, is that we had Far From Home. And although Tony's not in that movie, he's obviously a huge driving force of that movie. So right. it's just kind of funny that we we had the most impactful Marvel death ever, and it was unbelievable and beautiful. Right. And yet two months later, we're getting a movie talking all about him, and then a year later, he's already in another movie. So I just right. I don't that's right. what I'm struggling with. No, we'll see. That, that's fair. I mean, and I would say for my part— But I do love Tony Stark, so oh, <laughs> that makes me happy, kind of. For my part, I would have just liked to have seen this, this movie release before the Infinity Saga was over, because now, you know, we're getting these— collections of the Infinity Saga, which is officially ended with Far From Home. And I just think that I would have liked to have seen this be a part of that. It's a little strange to me that the first film in Phase 4 stars a character who has just died in the next-to-last film of the prior phase. Um, But, you know, that's one of the beauties of this rewatch order is that, you know, if this does take place in Civil War, then, you know... We We could always add it later. Yeah, and so interestingly... It's been, I think, confirmed now that the Tony Stark appearance in Black Widow is actually a deleted scene from Civil War. Oh, okay. That makes me feel a little bit better. Right. So he's not like a massive character, rumor has it. Right. I mean, I don't even think Robert Downey Jr. will be on set. 
Okay. So I think well, that, and, and that's, uh, you know, we've talked about this a lot and we'll probably talk about it uh, ad nauseum over the next few weeks, but I really, I really love the idea that we're getting another entry into that Civil War era. And I really like the idea. Apparently it's a, it's a scene kind of involving Nat and Tony right at the end of Civil War that kind of sets off the movie. And I think that that's really interesting and kind of just some more insight into what was going on with the quote-unquote secret Avengers between Civil War and when we see them pop up in Infinity War. That's just another interesting thing about how big this Infinity Saga was in the first place because I think for the next 10 years, we're going to get references to and stories that go back and fill those gaps a little bit. Again, kind of like Rogue One, but right. I mean, Captain Marvel 2 could potentially take place in the Infinity Saga, right. we think. Right. Black Widow is going to take place during the Infinity Saga. I mean, how many of these shows, right? Oh, does yeah. Loki Great go point. back and Great does point. WandaVision go back and take place in the Infinity Saga? They could theoretically ride out the Infinity Saga stuff for another five years. Right. And for those that don't know, I'm sure that there aren't many of you, but Kyle's referencing uh, several series that are going to be premiering in, I think, 2021 on Disney Plus, Disney's new streaming service, um, that will star MCU characters. And it's unclear what the timeline of a lot of those will be, but we'll talk some more about those as we get a little bit closer. But I should say, in general, Black Widow's looking to be a, a really fun movie. The cast is really exciting for me. We have, obviously, Scarlett Johansson. No but we also have David Harbour, who folks... Hopper, basically. Fans of Stranger Things will, will recognize him. Uh, we have Florence Pugh, who was recently incredible in the movie Midsummer. if you're into seeing very disturbing horror films. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I'm not, thank you very much. <laughs> we have uh, Taskmaster confirmed as a villain, who I think is a really interesting villain for this movie. You can go Google him if you're not a comics fan. Does he just make people do a lot of things? <laughs> right, yeah. Keeps them on task. <laughs> yeah. Um, his, uh, his, <laughs> his power. That was such a bad joke. His power. Oh, no. <laughs> keep, keep going. Keep his going. power in the comics is that he can basically imitate anyone's fighting style exactly, which I think is a, a kind of an interesting villain for someone like Natasha to have, a pretty grounded villain. Um, okay. I, I'm also just curious because I think that we do get some flashbacks into Natasha's origin in this movie, though I think it's mostly set after Civil War. So I'm curious if there's going to be any tie between kind of what we've seen about the Winter Soldier program and what we've seen about the program that gave rise to the Black Widow. Hmm. That would be interesting. Yeah. Okay, so last thing, you know, we talked briefly about the Disney Plus shows. So Kyle, I don't know if you've heard about this, but just this week, it has been rumored that the ostensibly planned third movie in the Ant-Man franchise has been canceled. What? And will really? instead be a Disney Plus series. So Ant-Man's moving to a show, you're saying? Yeah. So this is a rumor. This is a rumor. If true... I have mixed feelings about this. This is the first I'm hearing of it. So excuse me while I process this live. Um, first of all, I think to myself, well, that actually probably could really fit because he's always kind of been a side character. Like his movies are never the biggest deal, you know, the biggest problems he's dealing with. Sure. So that makes sense to me. Well, I think there's a case to be made but, that Ant-Man. Uh, hold on. 
<laughs> my second thought is that on the other hand, they made him such a pivotal character in Endgame, and you actually do see him like smashing people as a huge big, you know, big Ant Man, right? Um, giant man. So that makes me think, uh, maybe should he stick with the movies? I don't know. I'm processing. What were you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say I think there's a case to be made. I like the Ant Man films, but I think I've seen some folks argue that Ant Man has always been stronger when he showed up in larger films like Civil War or in Endgame. Yeah, which which is true. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I mean. He's great in Endgame, by the way. I right. love Paul Rudd. And it would feel a little weird for him to have such a central role and and then wind up in the show world. Although I think part of this is, I mean, we're getting some major characters from the movies are are getting these shows. And I think Disney right. is trying to signal to us that these are not inferior to the movies. But right, I was going to say, it doesn't stop them from eventually all getting together in a movie again. Oh, no, absolutely not. I think they are they're trying to break the mold of like the current TV shows they have where it's like clearly these are MCU but kind of not really like right. they're just sideshows. And yeah, like you said, they're trying to make this a big deal. Like no, these are real characters that you know in their shows. Yeah, I mean, I think a, a good example of that is going to be the Winter Soldier Falcon show because though I mean, right. Endgame set that up as a huge thing moving forward that apparently we're going to see play out on Disney Plus, not in theaters, at least not wholly in theaters. Um, but I think specifically with Ant-Man, it could work well if this is what ends up happening, because I think Ant-Man, more than any other Marvel character, I think, has probably lended itself to a younger audience. And so I think right, there's yeah. something about, you know, like if, if they want to get some mileage out of this and you're thinking about people with Disney Plus subscriptions... I could see it working well in that world because I think tonally the Ant-Man movies have always been a bit different from the rest of the Marvel films, which is part of why I think that last end credit scene in Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is one of my favorites leading into Endgame, was so intense because it's such a tonal shift from the movie that came before it. I agree with that. All right, so we're hopeful on the Spider-Man thing. Hopefully Spider-Man can join us in the MCU soon. Once more, yes. Once again, we are excited about the new Black Widow movie, and it'll be interesting to see how they piece in Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. And lastly, we're excited about these shows and the possibility of these shows being a bigger deal. Yeah, and curious about how the Ant-Man situation will resolve itself. No doubt. All right. Well, we appreciate you all joining us again. Uh, let us know your thoughts on these updates. And if there's anything else you're curious about, uh, anything that you have thoughts on that maybe we've missed, as you know, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at the FFW Podcast. Please hit us up. We always love to hear your thoughts. Until next time. This has been a Friends from Work Marvel News update. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Friends from Work.